What's happening, financial coaches? It's Pete here. Hey, I want to talk to you about how you're handling the length of your appointment. And, you know, it's kind of time management. And this is something where I don't have the right or wrong answer on this, I think, you know, but over time, this is kind of what I have done. Now, the reality is when you set up appointments, when you contract with a client to do financial coaching, you are probably setting up time for pay. Now that's what I do. You know, it's $150 for an hour's worth of time. And that means that if they're going to take 90 minutes, that's not going to be $150. That's going to be, you know, 225 or whatever it might be because we're getting paid on time. Now, for some of you, I know that your pricing models are slightly different, that you might actually have, you know, a monthly fee and it's unlimited sessions or those types of things, or it's kind of a time block. And, you know, as you talk, you know, you use up that time block. So it's just kind of one of those things that is probably going to vary a little bit depending on what kind of arrangement you have. But I always liked knowing that, you know, if I'm putting in the time, I'm going to get paid for it and not worrying about, well, did I promise them, uh, you know, unlimited access and now we're eating into that and am I still making money and those types of things. I've tried a bunch of those different models. The, the just pay me for what you use is kind of the one that's worked best for me. But I want to talk to you about <clears throat> when you're getting to the end of these sessions and it's very common where you are setting this up for a specific hour, say three o'clock to four o'clock, and you're getting to 3.58. And I've noticed that, hey, I've got to wrap this up because we're kind of getting to the end of the session. What I like doing is establishing a pattern that the time is valuable, right? I usually will try to compress um, my speaking points to fit the time. That might mean that I don't get to everything that I want to get to. And sometimes it doesn't mean the client gets to everything they want to. I have certainly had, you know, the first sessions where it's an hour of just the client talking or even I've even budgeted an hour and a half for those sometimes. And it's all just kind of a download from the client, the history, you know, exploring their values, getting more information, doing an inventory of their debts and their assets and all that kind of stuff. Especially on the first session, it can take a little while to, uh, you know, not only get that information, but also establish that rapport and let them know that you're with them them and that you're an expert and that you have the skills, you know, to work with them on their particular problem. And so those can be a little longer. But what I don't want to do is just be willy nilly with time. And so when, you know, that four o'clock hour rolls up that they are just used to kind of plowing through, because if you set that pattern early, it's going to persist. If you set the pattern, well, hey, pay me for an hour, but I'm loosey goosey with it. We can go 65 minutes. We can go 72 minutes. You know, what what's going to happen is that you know, they aren't going to be any more um, respectful of the time than you are being, right? And so for me, it's always been one of those things where, you know, especially when I'm coming up on two or three minutes to the hour, I'll usually say, say things like, hey, looks like we're kind of rolling up on our time here. You know, so what I want to do is do is kind of or recap some of the things that we talked about that you're going to work on or you're going to take care of. You know, does that sound good? And then, you know, I don't obsess about closing the meeting off right on the minute, but um, you know, especially if I've had another um, session scheduled, what I will do is, you know, even a couple minutes, um, you know, I would I can fudge that a little bit. And I usually always explain that if I'm a little late to my next session that, hey, the, the previous session ran a little long. It's something I try not to do, especially if I have a, uh, an adjacent session. I'm usually much more strict about that time. I will usually try to watch the clock to say, hey, we're four or five minutes out. I want to give them a warning now so that we can kind of go, get through things because if we still end even early, two or three minutes early, great. It gives me a little time to do some notes and kind of be early for my next session. Now, one of the things that I, I wanted to discuss here is that I am not 
overly strict about my times either. And what I will say is that I think it takes some judgment here because there are really two categories of interactions that I have with clients. And one is that, you know, we are in a very comfortable spot. We can say, hey, you know, we're up on time and can we just end right now and uh, let's pick this up next month or next week or whenever we're meeting again. And sometimes just putting a pin in what you're talking about and picking it up the next time is not going to be a problem. Some clients have no problems with that. Sometimes I've been working with people a long time. You know, there just is an urgency to the things that's not a problem and we can stop right on the dime. Some clients, you know, need a little bit of warning. And so I will, you know, try to uh, give that to them, you know, a few minutes or whatever, but we're going to start stop right on time. I would say the other type of client is where we are right in the middle of something important and the time is rolling up on us and maybe we have spent the other 45, 50 minutes kind of getting to this point where now we're really making a breakthrough. And this is going to be the tough one because you just don't know when those are going to be. You don't know if that's going to be in the first minute. You don't know if it's going to be the 55th minute. And if you have 60 minutes budgeted for it and you are right in this critical moment where you're uh, making a breakthrough, where they are revealing something or they're talking about something or they are admitting something or they are recognizing something or maybe they are just having an emotional crisis or maybe they are opening up in a way that, you know, um, is going to be hard to replicate again. You know, I want to revere that time and I want to be respectful of it. And, you know, those moments aren't necessarily super easy to come by. And I don't want to just deflate it and shut it down and maybe even scare them off on talking about it just because of the time. So what I will generally try not to do is schedule adjacent appointments. I will try to put a 30 minute buffer in there, uh, even on my scheduling system. If you schedule from like say three to 4 PM, it automatically blocks out four to 4.30. Um, I just do that as a 30 minute buffer, 25 minute buffer so that, you know, I have some passing time to just kind of get straight before another session. Doesn't always work like that. Some people just need it. I've had sessions back to back, like I said, in the days where I had, um, a dozen sessions or more, you have no choice. They have to be uh, adjacent to each other, which is just what happens. But one of the things that I want to do there is even though I'm going to usually condition people that I'm going to shut off the session at or right around the, the scheduled time, if we need more time, I will usually say something like, listen, you know, hey, I think, I think this is important to get into. And I want to explain that it's not just something I always have the flexibility to do, but I will usually say, hey, I don't have uh, an appointment scheduled immediately after this. So I do have a few extra minutes if you're willing to continue on. The reality is sometimes they have to hang up at that time, right? If they've scheduled it, you know, it may be a break in their workday or they may be taking the phone uh, call from their car or they may actually have a meeting or they're on their lunch break. So, you know, sometimes they may, they may say, even though it feels like, Hey, I want to keep going through this and they should want to go through that. They may say, Hey, listen, I've got to get back to my desk by one o'clock. You know, I just don't have that flexibility. A lot of people um, that are struggling financially don't necessarily have jobs that give them or afford them a lot of flexibility. And so I've had some people where I've said, Hey, we can, you know, uh, take an extra 10 minutes on this. If that is um, okay with you. And they'll say, you know, I, honestly, it's not, I can't uh, right now, but I would love to continue this. No problem. I want to try to try to capitalize on those moments and, and, and you know, and keep pursuing those breakthroughs where possible. But in many cases, they say, hey, if you don't have anything, um, yeah, let's, uh, let's just continue through this train of thought here. And so I will uh, work with them on that because I think it's important that, you know, the, the, the art and science of coaching is, 
you know, kind of a, a balance. And sometimes, right, you can have all the answers. Sometimes you can be very knowledgeable, but that doesn't necessarily make the breakthrough. The breakthroughs are usually when people make those realizations from themselves. They internalize something. They take an idea and they own it. They 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 realize how it plugs into the the, the puzzle of their life and they accept it and they adopt it and they run with it, right? And so having those those few moments, and I know some people call them discovery moments or eureka moments or whatever it might be, you know, for me, it's just some moments of clarity where people uh, come to a point where they make a decision or they make a choice or they make a change, whatever those are. I usually love embracing those and uh, incubating those so that they can, you know, hopefully replicate that many more times in their future. And I don't want necessarily the clock to drive that. So that's why I usually try to build in some time. I try when it doesn't look like it is a, you know, um, it, it's not, oh, it's not a detriment to the session to end it right on the time. You know, if we're kind of just wasting time or just in rapport stuff, you know, I, I want to make sure that they say, oh yeah, no, I get it. We're at our time. And when, I've done this over the years. I've had people that said, look, oh gosh, I know we're kind of rolling up on time here. I'll, let me just say this to wrap it up. So in a lot of cases for the people I've worked with now, uh, I don't even have to say anything. They're, they're super conditioned to know that we have to end on time. But for those few opportunities where there is an opportunity to maybe make a breakthrough um, with just five more minutes or 10 more minutes or, or 15 more minutes, you know, I usually like trying to build that in. And then I will usually offer that up if I see that there is that value in it. So, you know, that's how I handle time and appointments. It's something to think about, you know, especially when you're scheduling more so than anything else. But just, you know, how how um, much do you want to manage your client's expectations that, you know, time is kind of rigid, but then also give yourself an out if you have an opportunity. That's it. Talk to you later.